Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a special guest with us, someone that I grew up with, Amanda Darty, who actually recommended this book. So thank you, Amanda, for joining us and helping us out with this recap today. You're welcome. I'm super excited. So first question is like, where did you hear about uh, Project 1065? Um, one of the sixth grade teachers um, recommended that the sixth graders read Refugee. And so as the seventh grade teachers, we wanted to choose a author that we thought that they would like. And we knew that they loved refugees. So we chose Project 1065. Oh, nice. I'd never even heard of this guy. How do you pronounce it? It's Alan, is it Grass? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's, I, I didn't even know. I looked him up and he had written like 17 novels. So um, yeah. how, how many of those have you read? Um, Just the two. Um, But the kids love him and they're always checked out of the library, all of his books. I believe it. I wish... I wish I'd known about this when I was in high school. So, I mean, I love that the combination of history and fiction. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, such a yeah, fan. Kate, Kate, why don't you tell us how fast you read it? <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I was still, I hadn't finished it until we had this set up. Uh, we set it up last minute, which thank you for doing that. And uh, I was like, oh, I was like halfway through. So I was like, oh, I need to, I'll finish it. <laughs> but it's, such, it's a really quick read because it's yeah. so action packed. So. Yeah, I read it quickly too, and you know, we paced it for the kids. But um, I had a lot of kids who were like, "I'm not pacing this." <laughs> oh, it would be we're hard done. to follow a pace on this. It would be, yes. yeah, definitely. And, and I'll try not to uh, ruin and uh, no spoiler alert. So I'll try not to say anything about the ending. What okay. an ending, though! What yeah. an ending! <laughs> but let's talk about the beginning. <laughs> So the main character is Michael. Did you say O'Shaughnessy? Or is that how you said it? O'Shauna? He's Irish. That sounds right. That sounds right. We did listen to the Audible in class a lot. So that all of the um, languages would come through correctly. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty. That is, I mean, this would be a good uh, one if somebody, I, I was thinking about those teachers who d had to do summer school. And I said, man, this would be so good if you had people that really weren't interested in reading to have them read this. Yeah. And you could listen to it, an audible. That'd be great. So yeah. um, who was your favorite character? Um, It's been since December. Maybe. Since I have opened the book and, you know, it's a school, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've already loaned mine, so I don't have mine either. Um, can you give me a, the characters' names real fast and then it'll come back to me? Michael's well, the boy, the main yes, character. And he's 13. Yes. Simon is the shot pilot. down Jewish pilot. Yes. From, from, from Britain. Fritz okay. is his, 
I don't know, friend, I will use that loosely. <laughs> I know. I think um, <clears throat> without giving things away, I think Fritz is probably my favorite character. Just, and I think it had to do more with them creating their unusual friendship. It was unusual. True. Yes. Well, my favorite was the pilot. I loved him. And yes. I have a quote. I, naturally, I do have a quote. But um, Simon, um, you know, this was during the time when the Nazis were burning books. And um, his when he was wounded and, and uh, Michael found him and brought him back to his parents' house. And they have these hidden books. His parents are the Irish ambassadors and they're living in Berlin. And he sees these books and, and Simon says, which one's your favorite? And then Michael says, oh, I haven't read any. And then he, he says this, um, he stared at me flabbergasted. You've never read any of them? You're in a country that is burning piles of books. Um, and I wrote this really little so I could get it all in. <laughs> books like these. You're, you're risking your life to stop the Nazis from doing it. You're fighting to give people everywhere the right to do what they want, read what they want, think for themselves, and you haven't even bothered to read any of them. The Nazis may as well throw them on the fire if you're not going to read them. I went, whoa, okay, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So powerful. We were reading two books at the same time. Um, like half the class was reading one. Um, and half class was reading another. And just so we could see that the burning of the books was like real and they did do that. And so we tried to make those connections and like, and do some research to back up some of the things that were in the book. So what was the other book you were reading, Amanda? Um, the Book Thief. Oh yeah, that, that was so hard for me to read. Oh my goodness. It was when bad things happen to kids, that's really hard. Yeah. Yes. But this one, thank goodness, was not nearly as long as the book thief. True. You know, I think that's the, what I got mixed feedback on the book thief. And I think that was one of the reasons was that it was just kind of long. But well, you know, you can go like in here to me, it's like a deep dive. You go in there, you see it's terrible. You see what the Nazis are doing and how they're brainwashing the children and everything. But then there's yeah. a bright spot because Simon's always telling jokes. And he's there's some levity in this that the book thief didn't have. Very true. Very true. Yes, I loved the the action. And it really kept my boys into the book. You know, wait, we have to stop? What? Wait, no. <laughs> Every teacher's dream, huh? Yes, it definitely was. Are all his books like that with the kids pretty um, much? Well, Refugee is three different perspectives Ooh. and um, kind of like intertwining kind of thing. Um, so, no. And that one's um, very different time periods as well. The three different people are from different time periods. Um, so I don't know about the other ones because, um, you know, I've only read the two, but... <clears throat> Well, he's gifted for sure, because I, I love this simile. Just walking to school was like trying to walk past a sleeping bear. Mm. Yes. I mean, does I, that just tell you about it? Whoa. Yes. I think the fact that he is a 
by like you don't always get that perspective like the the youth perspective yes oh kate do you have your book yes could you read the first line because it starts out the first line's amazing oh yeah you mentioned that the the hook um yes the hook is wonderful first line it's hard to smile when you're having dinner with nazis I, I I agree with you, Amanda. Like I feel like this book helped me see and appreciate what people, the spies of World War II, what they went through, and like it. Like there's there's really no good situation for them. They they're sacrificing something, and they're put in the like the hardest, toughest spot. And I'm just like, oh man, he did a great job of showing that. And I've never really thought, you know, there's we've read books with some spies in there, and that always just is I'm in awe of people that were able to do what they did so yes. it's astonishing I agree um I also like the short chapters yes yes I liked the short chapters because um yeah. we would turn the page and it would be just a little little blurb and the kids are like that's a chapter <laughs> yes uh, like and then it gave us like we could talk about creativity and how writers can do what they think works best for their stories. And, and the titles. Yes. Why do you think he did that? Why did you? Th- why do you think he did like short paragraph chapters sometimes? And and he um, he was his titles. Yes, I don't. <laughs> The, the seventh grade teacher in me wants to say um, to keep the kids interested. <laughs> yeah. Like, to keep them going. I think it helps build the suspense. Mm. Um, the little short chapters with the very creative titles. I really think that suspense is where that was going. That makes sense because he yeah. he did help hold your attention. Yeah. did have some funny things like it called Hair Professor dr major melcher uh, that <laughs> yes. was his teacher's name and he said it took so long to ask him if you could go to the bathroom you could wet yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean to me it was boy humor boys love that kind of stuff oh my gosh yes and like some of the descriptions in the story gave us a lot to talk about <laughs> yes i can imagine well, what about the fact for all teachers, I think you're, especially your age group, when um, Simon asked Michael, who has a photographic memory, he says, have you ever tried to hone it, practice getting better at remembering things? And well, Michael is like taken aback. He said, I never needed to. And uh, Simon says, your memory proof. And then it talks about, he teaches them how to play the Kim, the Kim game. Kim's game and so I had to order that book of course by Richard <laughs> Kipling and I'm and I'm thinking about doing and you might do that I was going to do that on slides make a slides picture put it up and then take it down and have everybody write on whiteboard on a mini whiteboard what they remember seeing because that's mm-hmm. what Simon did with him and and he named all the objects but he said what would what were the words on the eraser and then Michael went huh <laughs> I really look at that. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, I was excited about that. I said, oh, I'm doing that next year. And what about all the words? Because uh, now I have a new 
a word for my mess. You know, you always have a teacher mess. Well, the German word is cuddle muddle. So <laughs> get, get rid of this cuddle muddle in here. Oh. <laughs> That's good. So what's something that y'all learned from the book besides cuddle muddle? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Was there anything? Oh, go ahead. We used it to help us with our research. And um, so I think the kids really learned a lot about World War II in in general. Um, And then they could see, like, um, we looked up the plane and all of the... Anything to do with World War II, we were we were game, and we were um, helping build those connections and background knowledge. And so the plane was true then. Um. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, that's in the back. We might not have had time to read that, but in the back, he kind of tells you what 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 was true. I learned about the Edelweiss, or however you say that, Edelweiss uh, yeah. pirates. I yeah, didn't I didn't know about, about them either. Yeah. What word- Which, explain what those are, Mom. Well, um, that was, I, I knew that word from The Sound of Music. Because mm-hmm. remember, they sing the song. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a flower. But these pirates are the youth that hasn't been brainwashed by Hitler. And they go uh, around standing up for the actual German, the real German, not Hitler's youth. I didn't realize how much Hitler had what do you want to say, brainwashed uh, the youth? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, didn't I mean, either. I think we did the people, but not the youth. You know. The whole thing mm-hmm. about, uh, I mean, in, in his description of that, you know, because, uh, and it made him sound like, um, I, I couldn't believe that Michael, he's only 13, to, do, do what he does and make these decisions based on, you know, I mean, I, it, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing read. I didn't know about Ireland Young either, that Ireland was, they were, con- I, I didn't realize that Ireland was um, in the, like, had spies and everything like that. I had no idea. I didn't either. I found that super interesting. He said that Ireland was not as neutral as they appeared to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So, um, what was if I know it was you said December, but do you remember like kind of when you finished reading it? How did it make you feel, or you know what was the the feeling that you got at the end of it? I guess that the book kind of gave you, Amanda. I don't know. I felt like I had been on such a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, honestly, I read it in the summer preparing for the next year. And my initial thought was, we have to read this in class. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, as soon as I finished, I was like, this has to be something that I share with with others. And it's really good when you can do that and an author's written more, because then Mm -hmm. they can read more of his books. Yes. yes. What a way to hook kids in. Seriously. Like exp- even those, the reluctant readers wait it. That's an awesome way to hook them in. It also like, there's a whole genre of these um, historical fiction novels 
and a lot of new ones out there. And so not not just this author, but other authors as well. It's become, I would say, my favorite genre. <laughs> I didn't yes. know about it in high school, but I would say historical fiction is my favorite genre now. Yeah, it's becoming mine too. I appreciate that you recommended this to us so much, Amanda. So uh, do you have any other like top reads that you would want to throw out there? I don't know how to say her name, but another author within the same genre, um, Jennifer A. Nyssen. I think it's N-E-I-S-S-E-N. Okay. Um, she has a lot of books that are very similar in this nature. Usually are the they, female reads. Are they around World War II or are they different um, Yes, I've also read one um, about the Berlin Wall. Hmm. That one was a, definitely a tur- page turner. Like the families are separated oh, and the little girl wants to get to her family. Oh man. Is that, what would you say is your favorite time in history? Probably like the Dust Bowl depression time period. Oh, have, hey Amanda, have you read The Worst Hard Time? No, but I probably need to write that down, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> That one, it's it's nonfiction, but it reads like um, fiction. And we read it kind of, I read it right when we read The Four Winds. If you haven't, have you read The Four Winds by Christian Hanna? Nope. Oh, well, yeah, you need to take that with you on your vacation. It's It'd be, oh man, it's powerful. It's the Dust Bowl. That, I, I mean, I think it mentions Delhart and some places around here. Are these adult books or um i yeah you know if it's if it's gonna go on my shelf then i buy it but if it's gonna be just for me then i usually do it online (laughs) yeah the the worst hard time might be read but but i think it would be more of a high school instead of junior high okay definitely oh it's powerful powerful but yeah i have another quote guys for loyal Four loyal mules are suitcase packed with death. Nazis, Nazi Germany's chief export. Oh, ooh, powerful. Yeah, and you know, at at, at one time, uh, this is Michael said, when the war was over, the world would be ruled one way or the other by freedom or fascism, by hope or by fear. So I thought, oh, I mean, he's 13. Right. I know. I kept, I'm like, I don't even know what I was doing at 13. And I'm just like, the weight that he had at 13 on his shoulders was just unreal. Oh, and we did not discuss his fear, his unrational fear of heights. Oh, we didn't. That plays a role in the entire plot of the story. Yes, it's it, it's really important to the whole thing because he can't get into the Hitler thing, the Hitler youth thing that he wants in because he fears heights. And Simon helps him and Fritz yeah. helps him. And what what was and he helps Fritz mm-hmm. by beating the tar out of Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently Irish can fight really well. Apparently, that was a very important event to help get 
my kids interested and keep them going in the story. And that's another way you could take that, Amanda. When you read this and you find out about that, that's a fear. They could even look that fear up. And yeah. then you could talk about fears that we all have and how do we conquer our fears. And I mean, it's a, it had a lot of different avenues you could take. It definitely does. Too bad I don't have so much more time. <laughs> I think an avenue that I took just or that it led me to was just the fact that um, we need to be think for ourselves. Like, you know, how yes. easy people fall into the to thinking what the what they're they're wanting them to think that the propaganda and all of that. And I'm just like, man, it, it really motiv- motivates me to drill into my kids, like how to think for themselves, do your own research. And, and then also to know that a red flag is kind of someone or an entity that is not encouraging you for like an open or unbiased research or or something that's not encouraging you to ask questions or anything like that. I feel like you should automatically know that's okay. That's not good. You know, like for 13 year olds. I mean, it was really a big thing for 13 year olds not to be swayed by other people's opinions. Yes. Huge, huge. Yeah. Cause in that time period, that's all they are swayed by usually. Mm -hmm. So true. So anyway, so I think that is a wrap on project 1065. Um, If you haven't read it, we highly recommend it. I, we gave it five stars. Would you give it five stars, Amanda? I guess so, because you recommended okay. it. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us and helping us dive into Project 1065. And Thanks. we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming.